Welcome to the Australian Christian Lobby's Voice for Values. Welcome to Voice for Values. I'm Martin Isles. Inverted crosses, the ritual slaughter of a bull, drinking blood. It sounds like a pagan cult at the fringes of society. And yet all of these things and more feature in a government-subsidised annual festival hosted by Mona, the Museum of Old and New Art near Hobart. The festival is provocatively called Dark Mofo, but I'll keep the use of that name to a minimum in this program because of its vulgar meaning. But once again, the festival is stirring up controversy in the national media, but how should Christians understand it and how should we respond to it? I'm really thrilled to be joined today by the Australian Christian Lobby's Tasmanian State Director, Mark Brown. Uh, he's come on the program to talk about uh, this, pro- this festival. Mark, welcome to Voice for Values. Thanks, Martin. Mark, could you just uh, lead our listeners through, perhaps, in the first instance, what is this thing called Dark Mofo and why is it controversial? Yeah, well, it's uh, pretty much a celebration of the dark uh, in terms of the winter solstice that uh, when it's on around that time. Uh, it is a festival that's part of the Museum of New and Old Art. So it's, it's all about art. It's all about music, good food, culture. But sadly, there's been a continuing uh, very dark side in terms of increasingly anti-Christian satanic content. Um, since it started back in 2013 and you've mentioned some of those uh, things like the sacrificial bull, mock crucifixions, blood drinking and this year obviously one of the uh, more controversial pieces uh, upside down crosses so yeah that's that's pretty much it in summary but it's really aimed to revitalize the dark cold Tasmanian winter and bring a bit of life and it's certainly done that in terms of tourism uh, money being injected into the state and in that regard it's held in very high esteem um, by many who see it as a bit of a savior in terms of uh, tourism so is that what Mona the, uh, the the Museum of old and new art is trying to achieve with this it's tourism essentially well that's questionable. Um, one of the curators of Mona last year in an interview said that their goal was to change the culture of Hobart in 10 years. Now, they supposedly, as he had said in the interview, they've already achieved that after four or five years, so now they're looking more to, to spread to the northern state. So what does that actually mean? Well, that's, that's open to interpretation, um, changing the culture. But I think, in my estimation, it probably has a little bit more to do than just art, with just art, and particularly the the increasing uh, dark and satanic aspects um, are of real concern. I mean, one of the leading bands, a, a black uh, heavy metal band, has as its title advertisement, Lucifer, I summon thee to my black mass. So as you can see, uh, the culture shift or the culture change is certainly not, I would suggest, in a positive direction. Well, it's immediately uh, concerning, isn't it? If you have the director of one of the directors of the museum saying they want to change culture in Tasmania in ten years, and then one of the biggest things that they host this this festival, which is uh, a big budget festival, uh, which is uh, which dominates the city. You mentioned those inverted crosses, which are uh, along the Hobart foreshore for everybody to see, and dominates the media. Um, it, it is a festival with the purpose of, of revitalizing the dark. 
uh, and it has dark spiritual elements as much as anything else. Um, it is immediately concerning then that that if you put those two things together, I mean, even take the name, uh, which has a very, very dark and perverse meaning, uh, so clearly setting the tone for the event. If you put those two things together, uh, it, it seems to lead us into an un- uncomfortable conclusion about the goals here. Is that right? Yeah, I would suggest so. And also the fact that it is government funded um, and, and very highly acclaimed by the Premier, particularly as he's also the tourism minister, uh, to the tune of $2 million a year over five years. So, yeah, that is that is a real concern. And it's, <clears throat> I mean, these dark, um, well, the latest crosses this year, inverted crosses, they do dominate. I mean, they're 20 metres high. It's not as though you're going into a museum and looking at things in private. This is um, these crosses you can see right across the city. It's the city is as you, you would remember. It's it's got hills all around it, houses all around it, and having these occultic symbols um, dominating the city. Yeah, it's certainly making a statement. And the fact that the government is squarely behind it is a real concern. Now, interestingly, some of the church leaders' response to these crosses has been to the point. Um, Anglican Bishop Richard Condy called them state-sanctioned blasphemy. And the Catholic Archbishop Julian Porters um, made the point that they're very offensive. And would we tolerate and would our government tolerate um, this if if it was another religion that was at the focus, um, Jewish, um, Muslim? And it just, yeah, obviously the Christian faith is a bit of a target uh, during this event. Well, that's a really important point to pick up on, actually, Mark, because at the moment there is a religious freedom review going on at a federal level, and a discussion about religious freedom has featured uh, in the national debate quite a bit. And part of the reasons we have those discussions is because of the recognition that Australia is a pluralistic society. There's people with many faiths, there's people with no faith, uh, there's people from various cultural backgrounds and different identities. And the idea is that the government ought to treat with fairness uh, all of those groups and actually give a certain base level of respect to people's ability to live out their version of the truth without taking sides. Uh, That's so important in any kind of pluralism, any kind of democracy. And yet here you have the government funding a very high-profile event, which actually is, and I I love that line, is state-funded blasphemy. It is uh, an upside-down inverted cross, a satanic symbol with government funding, which targets specifically Christianity. Yep, that's correct. But interestingly, some in the in the church community have said, "Look, we should be interacting." Um, I mean, these can be interpreted as the cross of Peter as well—an upside-down cross. He felt unworthy to be crucified the way our Lord was, and and I understand that. But certainly in the context, I doubt that you can see it that way. But again, that's what art's all about. You're supposed to interpret it yourself. Well, Mark, let's pick up on the church response to this just after the break. We've just run out of time, but we'll go to a break now and and pick up on that point uh, in just a few moments. Voice for Values at acl.org.au Welcome back to Voice for Values. I'm Martin Isles. Today I'm joined by the Australian Christian Lobby's Tasmanian State Director, Mark Brown, and our discussion is is centering on this festival in Tasmania at the moment, hosted by MONA, the Museum of Old and New Art, but also uh, part funded by the government, uh, which has been provocatively called Dark Mofo. 
Uh, and I'm here with Mark now to discuss how Christians should understand this festival and how we should respond. Before the break, we were talking at length about what the festival includes, about the possible goals and objectives behind the festival, uh, and particularly how that it is a celebration of the dark, partly because it's winter and it's a dark time of year, but the dark spiritual elements uh, from the name right down to the inverted crosses, a satanic symbol on Hobart's foreshore, through to last year's celebration of the ritual slaughter of a bull and the drinking of blood, many of these dark spiritual elements should be cause for alarm and concern about the objectives behind the festival. Uh, Mark, we just finished there before the break. Perhaps now we can turn to the question of the Christian response to this. Uh, What do you think and what are other Christian leaders saying uh, about how we ought to view this, uh, this, this, this festival? Yeah, well, Martin, as I've said, um, the Anglican Bishop Richard Conde called it state-sanctioned um, blasphemy, which I think is a very uh, good description. Um, the Catholic Archbishop Julian Porteous um, made the point that the cross is a, is a beautiful symbol for Christians um, and that it is offensive that it has been used in the way that it has. Whereas there are other leaders that have said we shouldn't be, as Christians, getting upset about it. Um, we don't need to react. We just need to engage the conversation that David Walsh, who is the the brainchild behind the museum, is trying to give us in this particular festival. So I suppose there are different ways of perceiving this. But as I've said, in my view, because of the context that these crosses are in and the things we've already said, what things we've seen in other years, really, they can only be interpreted in a dark way, in a satanic way. And therefore, my concern really is the what are we inviting in in terms of the spiritual realm by embracing the darkness in a, in a sense. And I think for Christians, we, we really need to be uh, attuned to the spiritual realm. I mean, certainly the Apostle Paul made it very clear that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And therefore, we can't just uh, evaluate this purely on a natural level. Well, we as and Christians know, don't we, that uh, the spiritual realm is very real. And this isn't just game playing. Uh, this is exactly. engaging with something that is as real as you and I today. Exactly. And my earlier life, um, prior to becoming a Christian, I, I was involved in the occult, and I can tell you it is very real, and it's not something that we want to dabble in. It can induce a whole range of negative outcomes, which I certainly don't want for my city or my state. But I think, you know, the truth is we do need to shine the light. Um, you know, Psalm 139 says that even darkness is light to you. When, when God is there, he is light. And therefore, we do need to be shining lights in different ways. And, and there's many different responses that I've uh, noticed over the, the course of these events over the years. I mean, we've got people at the moment having another art exhibition in Hobart with a lot of Christian elements and a lot of light shining, which is wonderful. And a lot of people coming in and getting an opportunity to hear about the light, about the good news of Jesus, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. There are other groups that have, have deliberately put on a worship conference in the city at this time. And last year, there was a continuous reading of the Bible from beginning to end during the whole of the the event. So I think those responses are very positive, shining light, praying. Obviously, we need to pray for the the people who are running it because, again, they are opening themselves up to, to dangerous forces. But from a public policy point of view, I think if our money as taxpayers is being used for something which we consider is doing harm to our community, then we certainly should be speaking up, writing to the Premier, writing to the City Council who have allowed these crosses to be portrayed, 
on, you know, on the, the waterfront, three of them in a row, and also writing to Mona itself and saying, look, as a Christian, this is how I feel. I feel as though I'm being whatever, however, however you feel in terms of the way this is impacting you, because it's important they understand that if, it's, if this event is precluding a certain section of the community, then again, how can that be healthy and how can the government really be supporting something which is deliberately doing that? So it really seems like, uh, Mark, uh, both responses can be embraced to some degree without excluding the other because many Christians have come out uh, very strongly uh, condemning what's going on, which makes sense, of course, because good and evil are real, the spiritual world is real, uh, and here we are as Christians who know the truth and we're, we're, we, we need to speak the truth about these things and, and tell people who don't know the truth uh, that this is a really bad idea and that it's that it's not healthy or constructive. Uh, in fact, it's, it's toying with the forces of evil. But on the other side of it, those who say we need to engage with it and be constructive, well, we, we can do that as well. You've talked about these alternative events that are on. You've talked about the opportunity that we have to write to Mona uh, and to speak to our governments. I mean, one of the great things about living in a democracy is that it's a blessing we can enjoy, where we can actually make representations for what is true and what is right to our elected representatives, which is not something that people have been able to do uh, often throughout uh, history. So is perhaps the call here to say, look, speak the truth on this. It is not right. It is state-funded blasphemy. It is messing with real forces of evil and darkness. But go and support these alternative events, perhaps host your own alternative events, and make sure that the light shines in the darkness at the same time. Yes, I think that's a great summary. And I suppose the, the key thing is that we do speak. The intimidation and fear that often is part of speaking up on something which is so popular uh, is really something that we need to push through, I believe, because if we don't say anything, then that silence does actually speak. Um, and it does convey the fact that we obviously must be happy with it. So I think it is important to do both of those things and to use the event, sure, in a positive way to create conversations to, as you said, consider alternative events and ways in which that the light can be shone in, in to the Hobart area in that particular time of year. But as long as the government is hearing very clearly too that we're not happy with the way that the taxpayers' money is being used uh, to fund these events, which we don't see as a, as a positive contribution to the community and the, and the wider community, then that, that's a very important thing also. Mm. Yeah, so uh, wise words there, Mark. So to conclude, speak up uh, and also perhaps engage with some of these alternatives to use the opportunity for good and for the gospel. Mark, just so great to have you on to unpick the realities around this event and talk about how we as Christians should be responding to it. Uh, thanks again for your time on Voice for Values. Thanks, Matt. Voice for Values from the Australian Christian Lobby at acl.org.au.